My name is uh, Tim Tokars from the Chicago area, suburbs of Chicago. I uh, teach uh, Thai boxing, train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, been with uh, Guru Rick Faye and Guru Dan uh, since since the 90s and uh, under Ajahn Chai. I've been training with uh, Eric Paulson, uh, when I can, Greg Nelson. Uh, big fan of the entire group that you know we all train with. This is Mick Tully, and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. Normally, I have to do the introductions, but the, the thing about Tim is, Tim is one of these guys that, when I immediately met you, I loved you, because you were a great guy. You were a, I am actually a bit jealous of you, because you're... The guy's devilishly handsome. He's in great shape. You are crazy. <laughs> you are he crazy. looks like. Trust me. Uh, he look. He looks. He looks like a comic book hero, man. Listen, I tell you. My first tattoo will be a tattoo of you all over me. <laughs> that's, that's my plan. I wish. I wish. Tim, thanks for coming on, man. So, Tim, how'd you get started in martial arts? Oh, I started. Uh, yeah, when I was a kid. You know, uh, going actually going to the library, renting uh, books, uh, and um, really got into taekwondo. At, I. I had a brother that was uh, just a couple years younger than me, so because we fought like cats and dogs, and those are the only those are the only fights I ever got into as a kid was with the brother. Right. So uh, it wasn't until I was thirteen till um, my mom allowed me to sign up for Taekwondo, and then I started Taekwondo all the way through college. Got into Goshen Jitsu when I was in college too. Trained with um, uh, Jeff Kim, who is an instructor under uh, Guru Rick. Uh, Jeff's awesome. Yeah, back when we were in college, we didn't. We went down the same path, graduating college in different areas. Him in Minnesota, and me in Illinois. And what, and what was Jeff, what was Jeff, what were you studying at college? Uh, I was uh, forest science, so I got into uh, forestry. And uh, right now, I'm the uh, electrical and forestry foreman for the village of Addison. Handles trees and street lights. That's my full time job. Outside of that, uh, I train out of several gyms, coach out of several gyms. Uh, Midwest Training Center in Schaumburg. Uh, it's a pretty much a fighter gym, MMA and Thai boxing, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu there, Flow Martial Arts in Palatine, uh, Threshold uh, Martial Arts in Displains, and then top-level MMA. Uh, work with the guys over there, too. All the guys are great guys. Well, you see, this is it, right? Um, I think the first time we met was 2012. Uh, in Duluth. Wasn't I like on the ground between two parked cars and you were stomping on me? Is that? <laughs> is that? No, 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 that, no, that, was, no. that was somebody else. That was another oh, okay. Irish guy that was yeah. there at this time. No, uh, we worked out together and I think at the time we were four stripe purple belt or something. I can't remember. Uh, second stripe purple second belt. Second stripe purple belt. And we worked out together. You were awesome. You really looked after me. And I thought, man, this guy, yeah, he looks like a wrestler. And then you started doing some Carly. And then I was like, shit, this guy's a Carly guy. And then you started doing some stick work. And I was like, this is a screamador. And then, uh, yeah, it was our mutual friend, Diana Rathborn, was saying, I want you to meet Tim. This guy's awesome. You're, you know, you two are going to get on like a house then, on fire. Then you found out I was really just a clown. <laughs> yeah, two clowns together, yeah. right? Two clowns together. But the, the Thai boxing, uh, especially with Arjun Chai, yeah. how did you find going into the, that after, you know, I'm... Because nothing prepares you for Arjan Chai. I actually, uh, I started at, uh, when I got out of college, I started training at the Akai Training Hall. And that was uh, founded by uh, four guys, really. Uh, Rick Salo, Mike Figarelli, Tim Fernandez, and Mark Streeter. And uh, my first Kali instructor was um, Ted Georges out of there. But um, it was pretty much all around. JKD grappling, Thai boxing, and Kali. I fell in love with Thai boxing. I fell in love with all of them. I'd be there from open to close. 
and um, taking everything. But really love Muay Thai. You know, I really love it all, though. I mean, so many hours in a day, and uh, you can only do so much when you have uh, an awesome family, a supportive family. Uh, my wife is great, uh, totally supportive. And uh, my children, you know, they're into the girly things, you know, but uh, I, I'll be so proud when they beat up the first boy. That <laughs> well, that I, I was I was going to say, because you, your daughters are two gorgeous girls. They're great girls, right? And your wife's awesome. And uh, I've actually thought about that. I thought, imagine the day that the first boyfriend comes in and you open the door. I'm just going to have to tear off his arms, that's all. <laughs> Right. So, like, what time period was this when you when you started in the Thai boxing and the JKD? Ninety-two. Wow. So this is right now. You know yourself. People say they don't say I do MMA. I I train UFC, bro. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know that. But back then, this was real groundbreaking. That was a groundbreaking training methodology. But more importantly, it was a groundbreaking time yeah. to be in there because you were straight in on the first floor. You got in there immediately. Yeah. Right. Yep. And you're one of obviously along with Greg Nelson and Eric Paulson, I start scratching my head then thinking about who else do we know from the Inno Santo family of arts who's gone into the MMA because you've coached some high-level guys, right? Um, there, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of great guys that fight out of our gym. Uh, Midwest Training Center's got a, a really good group of people, um, and uh, a lot of people have uh, moved on from there and have done great things as well and gone to uh, other, other gyms as well. Midwest Training Center is is a um, a fighter gym, right. and uh, you know it, it has classes there. But it's it really brings in a lot of fighters. There's a lot of uh, high level guys, a lot of great skill. There's fights almost you know almost every week. Somebody's in a fight somewhere, and uh, just phenomenal training. I mean, it's a it's a different atmosphere because I grew up going into like martial art gyms. Yes. This you know the MMA gym and and the Thai boxing gym. It's got a little bit of a different flavor to it, you know. But I like it all. Yeah, well, who, who, if you don't mind mentioning names, some of the guys you've worked with. Um, yeah, there's. Uh, um, I've uh, held pads for Clay Guida. There's a bunch of great guys that came out of our gym. Uh, Chase Beebe is also trained out of our gym before. Um, we've got uh, Mike Lulo. Um, who else we got? Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank right now. No, no, don't worry, don't worry. Because the reason you mentioned one guy that I really want to talk about, because I remember you mentioning once that Clay Guida was, you, you said his work ethic, because he was known as the carpenter, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you said that his work ethic was crazy. He, Yeah, he is, you know what? He is just, he's a fantastic guy. You know? Right. Um, uh, he's had a lot of coaches. He's had, uh, um, you know, I'm just, you know, one of the many uh, coaches that that have been at the gym working with him and um, you know he's got fantastic training from all over the place um, you know I, I just remember just to talk a little bit about his character besides his training ethic and um, the first time I've seen him fight actually I was officiating and uh, he's jumping around and he's I'm like this guy's crazy you know yeah uh, I met him the nicest guy on the planet he's got a fantastic work ethic uh, early in his fighting career he was fighting out of a Midwest Training Center um, uh, anytime that I uh, I had the pleasure to work with him it was exciting um, just because he would pick up on stuff he's such a tremendous athlete but he had a great work ethic uh, one time we were at a an event and um, uh, we were just pulling up the tail end of our posse going bringing a guy up to the cage and he just stops and he's helping a guy with a walker up and down the stairs he's just wow you know boy scout heart just a great guy give you the shirt off his back um yeah. and he, actually he's done that 
Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you've seen you've seen him do that at shows and stuff, right? Oh yeah. Right, he's he's unbelievable. You see, the, I, when you said this, because I, I was like, yeah, I know Craig. I've seen him. That's the guy who jumps around. He's got the hair. Yep. He, he, and it looks like he's got, got hyperactivity disorder or something. He's jumping up that much. <laughs> yep. And then he'd go in, but he was always super entertaining. Yeah. If you don't mind me saying, what is it about like the Midwest? Because you know everyone remembers like the era of Pat Militic and yeah. I, I used to like that the Militic fighting systems because Militic and Greg Jackson were like some of the first guys to actually go right okay we're going to try and get a hybrid of martial arts yeah and that was in the period of where you know you just needed a jab cross and a double leg and you know like it was the era of like Mark Kerr and dudes like that yep. and Coleman yeah so what what is it about the Midwest? Apart from the fact that the winters suck, that you yeah. have to, you got nothing to do but train for three months. What what do you think it is? I, yeah, I don't know. I remember seeing a uh, Pat Militic fight in a uh, Bangkok brawl in in Chicago, and uh, it was exciting because um, you know I'm looking at the card, and I didn't know anything about him at the time, and this was early in his career, and uh, you know I'm looking on the card, and it says jujitsu and Thai boxing, and I'm like, whoa, you know that was just becoming popular back in the early 90s yeah and uh, uh i'm thinking oh this guy's this guy's got it and uh, i called it he did have it i was i was hoping to see more tie boxing i think he finished that fight with a choke but i mean it, you know just fun to see back then because you know you're just starting to see the mixed martial arts you know ufc was what's was pretty much in its infancy and uh, uh and just catching on and chicago's always been kind of lacking you would think Chicago would be the mecca for uh, MMA and for um, Thai boxing and stuff, but it's you know it's kind of off to a slow start. And you're seeing you you know you see these events everywhere else, uh, and you know Chicago really should be a you know a great center for that kind of stuff. There's a lot of training, a lot of a lot of gyms all over the place, a lot of great people, a lot of great skill out there. I you know seen a lot of good things coming out of there. Yeah, have you you competed yourself? No, I've competed uh, uh, shooto back in '99 at the uh, Inasano Academy. Basically, just coaching, coaching uh, Muay Thai under uh, Ajahn Chai. You know, coaching fighters at MTC. Yeah. So when did you do your Thai test? <sighs> My Thai test I did in '97. Jeez, man, '97, 19 years ago. Yeah. What were they doing letting a three-year-old kid take a Thai test? <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate that. Where's your gym bag? I'm going to throw a couple bucks in. Uh, it's, it's here, it's here. How old are you now, Tim? Uh, 40, uh, 46. I'm going to hold on to 46 for a, at least a month and a couple of days. Well, you see, this is uh, this was the other thing when we first met. I couldn't believe that we were we were like roughly the same age. I was like, this guy's doing something. He's got the fountain of youth going on because I I certainly don't look like that. Whatever. So, hey, come on, don't be like that. So, jujitsu-wise now, what are you doing? Uh, jiu-jitsu. Uh, I started doing jiu-jitsu um, early 90s. Actually, starting to train for the uh, shooto, uh, we would fly out to um, uh, Dallas to train with Carlos Machado, which was awesome. Right. I mean, he's, he's just phenomenal. Um, big fan of Carlos Machado. Well, Carlos, Carlos, out of all of them, is he's the guy with the least of a profile, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I can't work that out. Is that... We would train on the set of Walker, Texas Ranger. He had like a little racquetball court, and you'd have to wait till the light was green to go on through the set. You're looking at all the, uh, um, you know, all the cut 
like half sets in the Walker Texas Ranger gym and then there he was in the back if you're listening guys and you don't know when you listen to this and you don't know Walker Texas Ranger it was it wasn't Chuck it wasn't Chuck Norris's greatest moment it, no he's not he's not going to win any awards for it but it was a great it was a cheesy show but it yeah. was a great show but it was Chuck Norris right yeah, uh, yeah. That, was that the gym where Chuck Norris goes I don't and know I like the Lone Wolf McQuaid Texas Ranger yes yeah. now you're talking that, yeah. I'd rather have I'd rather have him I like did you ever see Chuck no we just go down there and uh, uh, we, we we trained uh, with uh, Carlos several times um, I got my blue belt under Carlos Machado um, um, I got my purple belt under Fabiano Ija and then um, Giuliano Prado uh, striped me my second stripe purple um, yeah, and around 2005. Yeah, and no more geek now, or uh, no? Uh, I actually, um, I, I just spend so much time be, besides work and the dad's life. You know, I'm 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 coaching Thai boxing, and then I'm jumping into jujitsu um, uh, at MTC. Uh, coach Stan, fantastic coach, having a great time uh, training there. Uh, I have no expectations of um, um, you know. I go in there and I get beat up by the twenty-year-olds, just like all the other forty-seven-year-olds. Exactly. Jiu-jitsu is that one art where you turn around and you go, "If I'd have done this twenty <laughs> years ago." And I, when you hear you say it, you're going, "I'm not old enough." Oh, wait, shit, wait a yeah. second. I did I, know it's twenty. Years yeah, ago. I am that guy. I am that guy. <laughs> what, what do you uh, do? You follow like the current trends of where the jujitsu? You know, when you first started smash pass side control submit now it's pull guard scissor assisted so stuff playing i'm know. still uh old school because uh, you know that's where my training came from I, I i love um you know the mix of the grappling arts so i'm not just pure jujitsu you know eric paulson csw phenomenal you know i'm a huge eric paulson greg Same nelson here. fan yeah but uh yeah shudo um you know, I just lo I love doing it all. You know, I, I love playing different games, and because I'm an old guy now, you know, if I could find a break, I'm finding it in case of Katami. I'm just gonna sit there and, you know, <laughs> try to catch my wind. Exactly that. Beating on me, you know. Exactly that. My BJJ coach Neil Simpkin is always saying, "You're too lazy," and I'm like, "No, 30 <laughs> seconds of activity, and then I need a break again." <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I, I need a nap. I get I, literally. I'm a broken man for 24 hours right. after Friday night for my sparring. It's unbelievable. God forbid one of those guys have a Reese's peanut butter cup with them, I'd fight them to the end. You know? Really? Would you go for it then? Oh, yeah, I would. Yeah. What? What? You would kill? Would you kill oh, for I peanut would, butter? I'd have to take somebody's arm off for that. Really? And that scramble. But so, what, what's your what's your views on you know the UFC and where it's gone from? Because you 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 remember the old right. shows and oh. now yeah. Could no, you... I think it's great. I love it. I'm a um, you know the one of the gyms that I teach at is is like I said a fighter gym. There's uh, you know people that fight out of you know all the gyms. But, um, you know, I also look at it as a sport because I'm kind of a martial artist. So I'm, I'm not just, you know, MMA is a different culture than Muay Thai. The, the, the discipline, the respect is different. Um, it's And it's a sport. I mean, it's a tough sport and it's, and it's a great sport, you know, but, uh, it, you know, you fight the way you train. And uh, if you're not gouging eyes, if you're not kicking groin, you know, there's all kinds of aspects to uh, a fight improvised weapons that you got to realize that you know a lot of people that come to that gym to train are thinking that this is the way to fight and it's you know it's a sport yeah but you see this is going to lead me on to something because i think you're uniquely placed to be able to answer this 
especially in the in America. Uh, you know, in the UK, we can still get into fights, and you know, we're not going to lose our house or anything. Right. Whereas over in America, it's one extreme to the other. It, you know, you punch a guy in a bar brawl, you could end up you'll you, you'll lose your car. Yeah. Y- yeah. You might lose your house. You could lose some money, like some serious money, especially if you really injured him, right? Right. And then you've got the other extreme, whereas you know, you could you could legitimately get shot. Yeah. And yeah. right now in the US, uh, what I'd like you to just give me your thoughts on is how somebody that would train with MMA, where they would actually think they would be in a real altercation. Because MMA makes people believe that they can fight. Right. And they can under those rules, under those conditions, right? Sure. So what's your, thought, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you know what? Uh, the people that, you know, in... Maybe, maybe I mean maybe this is just my circumstance, but you know at the gyms I train with, they're really great people. Mm. Um, you know, uh, early on when MMA started, there was a lot of strutting, a lot of ego. Um, now I see just a lot of hardworking athletes. You know, and um, uh, the guys in the gym very respectful, um, and uh, you know I don't see that kind of strutting around and and troublemaking. You know uh, that you know you would expect to see. You think that they're a bunch of tough guys, but these guys, you know, pretty pretty good people. I mean, you know, like we were talking about Clay Guida, same kind of thing. You have you know guys that are really good guys that are athletes, and they're and they're. This is this is something new. The old UFC was a tough guy. You watch those events and you see them. You know the the yeah. type of people that they're tank Abbott, yeah. guys like that. Yeah, yeah. And you you don't see that now. And I see guys that are working. I'm not saying that there aren't you know assholes that. Are MMA guys. I mean, yeah, every you, there's you find one everywhere. But uh, um, you know, for the most part, the guys that you know that I you know have the privilege to um, train or train around or work with, you know, great guys, big guys, scary looking guys that are friendly. You know, I mean, if it, it's a different place right now. Yeah, but you see, you've just you've just hit on something. Uh, a lot of people talk about the yeah. Arjun Chai said a couple of years ago. He said. He was very, very insistent on bringing, bringing the why, bringing the why back in when you, yeah. when you, when you met each other and stuff. And um, I've seen it now, but it's, a, and we're old guys now, really. Yeah. But it's a different type of respect. Yeah. Like me and you would look at each other and we like, we want to, you know, we'll either bow, we'll do something, right? But a lot of these young guys don't. Do, but it, it's still not saying that there's no respect. Right. But it's, it's a, just, just a different. different culture because I'll tell you right now, in the same gym, there's a difference between the MMA guys and the Thai boxing guys. And I think that's partly on the way it's uh, coached and trained. But, um, you know, certainly in our gym, uh, you meet another Thai boxer and right away they are showing respect in their wine. And that's not saying that the MMA guys aren't because there are a lot of MMA guys that are taking the Thai boxing and they have that in them. Uh, But, you know, there's a lot of MMA guys that are, you know, it's a sport. It's like wrestling. You know, they don't get into that kind of discipline. Even though they're friendly and they're respectful, they're, you know, you'll still find a wet, soaking wet shirt laying on the mat and you're like, come on, who's, you know, pick this up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, some people are just like that. The other thing as well, it's something that if you teach, if, if you're teaching fighters and they're, they're there to primarily fight, but if you're teaching and you are going to do the discipline and the respect and the honor and the integrity and everything else that comes with it, sometimes you have to spell it out to people because they've never seen that in their life. No. You know, that's the one that's got to have shocked you, you know, as you Correct. go around and you're like, I didn't realize I had to give you the handbook on how to be courteous to somebody. How did you, how did you get sometimes to be Sometimes you got to, you know. <laughs> Definitely. Now, 
out of all of the guys you've trained, who've trained, trained with some awesome martial artists, is there anyone on your wish list that you'd love to train with? Um, not really. You know, I, I, I just have fun training. I had some guys that are uh, doing great things. I, you know, um, Rich, I don't know if Rich Abraham is, uh, um, he's a fighter that was fighting in lion fights and he's fighting in glory. Uh, he's someone that I worked with a lot in his uh, amateur. Um, and he is fun to train because he's a hard worker too. Um, right. And, uh, um, you know, I just enjoy working with people that, you know, that want to work, you know, if they're willing, if they want to put in that time, you feel, you know, especially now, uh, where I'm at in my life where I have limited time and for every hour I give a fighter, I'm not giving that to my kids. That's a crazy trade off when you're thinking about it, you know, and, yeah. um, uh, you know, and you know, I want to be greedy too. I want to train too. And you only have so many hours. You got to figure that out. And, uh, it's a tough balancing act. So when, when you give your time and someone's making the best of it and, and doing great things with it, you know, it, it, it's worth it. Yeah. Do you, do you thought it was trained? My daughters are sweet little girls. They're not interested in, in, in daddy's stuff and that, you know, I, I got to trick them somehow. I got to trick them in there. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll do, they'll do an arm bar and they'll do, and they'll lie and they'll throw some kicks, but they're, you know, gymnastics and, and dance and, um, you know, I'm not going to make them do anything they don't want to do, but I'm going to certainly try to trick them into it. <laughs> well, you, my eldest boy is 24 and he never wanted to do martial arts and he's just started with me and my middle boy was a black belt with me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and my, my son's 20, like he's 24 years old and he's six foot tall and he still wrestles his brother in the living room and my wife is going crazy because my wife won't watch even watch UFC yeah. she calls it that silly wrestling and right. I, I was trying to explain to her that wrestling had Hulk Hogan in it and then <laughs> she made she saw Brock Lesnar once and she went I know he's a wrestler what, what's he doing in there it's hard to, it's hard to explain so right. what's the future hold for you then Tim um you know what I I'm 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 happy doing what I'm doing. I'm 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 uh, happy to be training fighters. I'm happy to be teaching classes. Um, what I would love to do is I'd I'd love to be a little bit more greedy with my time uh, in the martial arts and do some more training um, for myself uh, because I'm every time I feel like I I uh, see Guru Rick or, or Guru Dan, you know I'm I'm picking up a stick for the first time since the last seminar I could just see them shaking their heads like oh <laughs> Rick, that's, Rick Faye does that yeah. all the time yeah. you just mentioned Guru Dan we're sitting outside of the Minnesota Carly Grope uh, in, in what well, it looks like we're cutting weight for a fight because we're in the hottest car in the world right no I'm sorry but, no no it's cool it's cool I'm loving it I need to lose a few pounds anyway but um, we just stood there and listened to like the greatest martial artist of our generation we were talking to him having a conversation and you, you walked over because I was chatting to him while I was waiting to come in. And I saw the smile on your face. And, yeah, he was talking about, he, he'd learned shillelagh, yeah. the Irish stick fighting, which is yeah. a, some, one of the things that I'm interested in. That we're, you know, what was, it, what was your views the first time you saw that guy? Oh, my God. Uh, you know what? Here's, here's a true story. And I, I probably got it in the back here uh, just because I grabbed a bunch of paperwork when I came here. But when I was a kid, I had this awesome picture of a ninja on the front and I had that poster up on my wall and for some reason that got folded up and stuck in a box and I I, I pulled out that picture I'm like oh here look at this ninja poster I had when I was like 12 
and uh, on the back side is Jeff Amata and Guru Dan. Wow. <laughs> you know? And as a kid, uh, I never thought, you know, I, I never really thought about Guru Dan so much because he was mythical. He was in all the magazines. I had boxes and bo boxes of magazines uh, 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 from back then. And, um, you know, and he was, he was a guy in there. He wasn't even a real person. And I remember the first time I saw him was at uh, Rick Fate uh, brought him in. And... Um, and I went there with a couple of guys that I train with, and uh, Guru Dan, when he talks, sometimes he'll focus on a person. He's not really talking to that person. He's talking to the group, but he'll use that person as a sounding board. Yes. And I, uh, for like a minute and a half, he was he, he's looking at me while he's talking. I could not even think. I, oh. I'm trying to nod my head uh, and trying not to look as stupid as I was feeling. Like, I understood, but all I could think about is, Wow. You know, this guy's looking at me. You know, like this guy was the Michael Jordan to me. Uh, you know, for any little kid playing ball in, in Chicago, and you know, Michael Jordan would step out. That's how I. You know, it's just legendary. Yeah, I, I had that. You know, uh, myself and Terry Barnett, my 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 instructor in the UK, when we were in Germany earlier this year. Guru was talking about you know the length of time training with people, and he said, he said, Mike, how long have you been training with me now? And then Terry said, D Did Guru just call you Mike? Right. And I went, Yeah, but do you know what? That guy knew Bruce Lee, and that's yeah. Danny Nosanto. Yeah. He almost got my name right, yeah. and he started laughing. And he said, Well, he called me Tony for the first two years, <laughs> and then Terry was like, But I was too polite to it. I would have changed my name to Tony. Tony. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, do you know what? He, he's just awesome. Like, yeah. you know, we saw him yesterday. You know, when he turned around and he was squatting down because yeah. his doctor was telling him, and he said, uh, I, I needed to squat lower, and he just held that position for like two minutes. What would your knees be like if you'd have. I know. Huh? I know. This guy's just phenomenal all around. As a person, you know, as a human being, you know, as a martial artist, I mean, Really, I mean, you know, unfortunately, you know, I, I came from a, a gym where they pounded it into you, do not brown nose. So I got all these years where you want to say like, hey, you are inspirational. You are this to me. You're that, you know, and you don't want to say anything because you don't want to get beat up by the rest of your guys. You know, but, but this is it. It's like, it's like with Rick Young, uh, with Rick Faye. Rick, you know, I said to Rick yesterday, I said, you know, my mother and father brought me up. So they were in charge of my, my childhood. And I went, and I'm 47 but you're in charge of my adulthood. And he just started laughing because, you know, Rick's yeah. like that. And Rick is, yeah. you know, yeah, he, he is my Sifu. But he was he was laughing. <laughs> but, dude, we, we are like, we are so blessed. Yeah. You know, we're surrounded by wonderful friends that we yeah. only get to see once a year. Yeah. You know, because I was about to say, it's okay for you because I haven't got really anything to look forward to until Christmas. But what you do have, and this is my the final thing I'm going to get you to expand on, is you make these pumpkin monsters oh my god and it, uh, when, when the first time diana told me i was like think i literally thought that you got a box cutter and you cut out a face on a pumpkin oh man and how much time do you put into these things uh no you know i just made you know i just made a few uh i made you know just for halloween that's i don't you know i don't sell them or i didn't have you know i made them for them <laughs> why'd you come up with that because i loved them i loved them man oh. because it's like the biggest sculpture in the world right and then i look at it and i'm thinking <laughs> first of all there's a ton of time put into that but then there's a real load of craft put into it and when you were just saying about the forestry i get it now yeah. you know i could see because if you <laughs> the thing is tim 
if you were an MMA fighter now, you, you know, your nickname would be the Pumpkin King. Oh, my God. There you are. Now you're famous, man. Now you're famous. <laughs> I tell you, thank you so much for your time, brother. Truly blessed to have you in my uh, life. Thanks, mate. Thank I'm you very much. for knowing you. Hey, hey, hey. Ditto. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. You can listen to more shows like this on MixedMartialArts.com. Mixed Martial Arts is an abrupt audio production. Today's show was produced by Luke Berry. Oh, you're the man. No, no, you're the man. No, you're the man. No. No. No.